there's a hunger inside all of us. This longing to awaken our truest selves. This hunger to feel truly free. This desire for love, truth, and freedom has driven us to never stop searching. We are a family. These are our stories, our questions, and our passions. So welcome to the conversation. Welcome to somewhere in the in-between. Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back. Girls, I've missed you so much. I know, so much. I feel like we haven't seen each other in like mm. at, <laughs> like five seconds. Yeah. Maybe six. Because we're genuinely together all the yeah. time. But it's I so nice. I see you guys nice. like sneaking in in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like I come I in and check that. on you because I just miss you so just much. breathing over my face. Yes. You wondered why you couldn't sleep last night. Yeah. It's because it I was hovering. It was us. Because I just wanted to touch your we're face. Like, we miss Sarah. It's I been miss like what? So six much. hours? Why are we sleeping? I know. We should just That's be podcast hand- right now. <laughs> <laughs> While Sarah's sleeping, we'll see like if you say anything profound in yes. your sleep. That is when I'm known to say the most. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We could do a nighttime, like all my eight hour long podcast of just you <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> anyway. So welcome. <laughs> welcome back. To our rants. Yeah. Um, so actually a lot of you, because we've been hitting on a lot of deep topics, we've been hitting on a lot of things that people are like either just getting into yeah. people. A lot of people are curious about this journey of inner healing and your awakening and all of that. And so we really just wanted to today give very tangible mm-hmm. practices, yeah. very things um, that have worked for us. Yes. Right. Things that we've experienced in our last Really, it's kind of over the course of about a decade but because of really diving into this. The, we've tried a lot of different paths. We've tried a lot of different things. Yeah, so. well, because this area of awakening and, you know, dealing with like self-management kind of thing, it is such a wide, broad range of stuff. So either you can be paying a ton of money towards things or there's yeah. a lot of practices that you could actually do for free yeah. without yeah. having to spend tons yes. of money on this. Like, And that's a lot of the route that we went is just going, what have we studied? What have we looked at? Yeah. Um, and so we really just wanted to open that up to everybody mm-hmm. and hopefully give you ideas on how to either start this journey for yourself or mm-hmm. continue this journey or just give you guys extra resources um yeah. to help you in all of this yeah yeah so first question what was the first thing that each of us implemented into our lives that got us started in our journey of wholeness so if you guys can think back to kind of like how many years ago almost like what made us kind of like curious kind of yeah to how like did we start, start I mean, obviously, we already did the the whole podcast about we became students of ourselves. Of course. Obviously, just being a student, that's what started it. But kind of the tangible, basic, Practical. you know, I, you know, because a lot of people are like, well, I can't afford a therapist right now, so what can I do? Yes. Um, and none of us actually jumped into therapy in the beginning. No. You know, we did take other steps. So what would you guys say for you? What was your kind of first... So step. for me, my first step, I know I had mentioned, I want to say it was in the first podcast uh, when we were talking about chaos, uh, but in one of the podcasts, I, one of our episodes, I mentioned that at like 24, I knew I needed, I was like, I need therapy. I need someone to talk to. I need something. Yeah. And it was kind of funny because I was talking to, my mom had watched the episode and she's like, because I had said I went to my mom and I was like, I need some, I need help or whatever. And she is like, Lauren, I don't remember this conversation. What did I say? And I was like, well, it's kind of funny because she told me, she's like, you know what? Sure, but that doesn't work because she was going through a different situation where therapy wasn't necessarily changing the external situation. Right. But it was right. funny. And they weren't helping her dive into if you can't change the situation, how do you change you? Right. So, But what was funny is she's like, I can't believe I said that to you. Like, I can't believe that was it. I was like. But here's the thing. Even though I went to someone and said I needed help, I felt I needed help. And, you know, my, I don't want to put paint mom in a bad way at all. She's the most helpful yeah. person in the entire world to help me with everything. But it was just that moment of going, she just didn't know, you know. And so, but even though something came up that I could have gone, well, then forget it. I'm not going to do it. Well, then forget it. I'm not going to go towards my journey of wholeness. I went, but I know it's right. So if that's not the path right now for me, mm-hmm. then I'm going to find 
my path. And for me, I started studying a lot. I'm, I'm really, really big into studying different teachers and reading different books, just about almost like getting to know yourself and getting to know your nature and why we are the way we are. And just like that, almost the psychology behind mm -hmm. who we are as humans. And so I did a lot of study um, in different books. And so that was a big avenue for me. A yeah. big outlet was a lot, a lot of study. And, you know, it's a spiritual study. It's a mental study. It's all of that. And just, you know, the branching of the spiritual, physical, emotional healing, that was a really big thing for me. I just dove into a lot of, a lot of books mm -hmm. um, before we even really did sessions, before we did those kinds of things. Uh, studying was a huge thing for me. I would say for me, I think kind of the same thing. I really dove into some really, um, uh, certain books that really helped form my understanding of, I realized a lot for me was, um, and maybe for everyone, but a lot of, of what I was struggling with was starting in my mind and in how I was perceiving things and how I was thinking about things. And I, I really felt like, um, same thing, Joyce Meyer, Battlefield of the Mind. I realized that so much of what I was struggling with was simply, I was just kind of like letting my mind run wild. And, and so much of, of, I was just reaping this harvest in my life of, of, of different things because I wasn't, I wasn't understanding that you could tell yourself a different story, mm -hmm. that you, your mind doesn't have to be the constant thing that's always telling you your story. You just follow your mind. Um, so for me, it was like, same thing, Joyce Meyer, Battlefield of the Mind. That was huge. Um, also, Man's Search for, for, Man's Search for Meaning yeah. by Viktor Frankl. That was huge for me. Again, I, I, I like people that tell me the stories of their pain and how they got through it. Um, so those, those two for me were really big. Also, I know this is strange, but I actually, in the beginning of that season, I read Joan of Arc by Mark Twain probably five times. Whoa. And I would just read it over and over and over. One, she's like obviously a hero of mine. Yeah. But um, I loved just the deep dive into a story of someone so extraordinary like that. And I tend to gravitate to people with stories of, of extreme amounts of pain and suffering. And yet they navigated through it and, and were able to, that they still had character. They still had honor. They still had, you know, whatever that was their, their strength, like maybe life, maybe something broke their life, but nothing could break their spirit. I loved those moments. I love those stories. Um, so those three books for me were really big and I did a deep dive into the balance between emotional health, physical health, and spiritual health. And I realized for me, um, as I did the study, I even did study on foods and food groups and how it can affect your mood, how it can affect your emotions and, and all different kind of things like that. So it, same kind of thing. I just did a lot of research. I, I got my hands on a lot of different books by nutritionists and, and, uh, people do emotional healing and then people who do physical healing. And so it was just kind of, okay, researching, where do I want to kind of start my deep dive? So in the beginning, it's a lot of books, at least, really at is. least for us, yeah, for us you know? Yeah. 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 For me, it was definitely as well. A lot of books, um, was where I just first started. It helped for sure, you know, but, um, I then started sessions and I actually then knowing of the hard time I was going through was thinking that I was on this like really amazing path. And then I literally hit rock bottom after that. So you so, thought doing sessions, I thought I was books, already up and up. I like, thought I was home free. Well, I thought I already had hit a really hard time. And then, and then I went into like studying stuff and then I fully hit rock bottom and that was wild. I mean, broke my ankle was, you know, had to lay in my bed for three months and wild, wild, uh, victim mentality just as far as like, you know, no one's coming and taking care of me when I like didn't ask and I, <laughs> no one knew and I live in LA and everyone's doing their thing, you know? And that's just, that's how I functioned or, you know, at that time I functioned where it was, you know, 
there, I would just assume people were kind of like me, like, oh, if you're hurt, I'm just going to go and like, you know, be your nurse for the rest of your time, you know, and that's just not how everyone is. And I'm glad they're not like that because I think, um, you know, as helpful as that is, it actually, it really woke me up very, very, very much so. And, um, and so, yeah, at that point, it was then going into um, meditating was the biggest thing for me. That was transitioning into learning how to meditate. Um, that was really the start of, I would say, my whole healing journey was when yeah. and when I really noticed the biggest changes was yeah. was going into um, a full blown living in meditation lifestyle. <laughs> And I want to like, I think it's so funny. Like, I want to go back to the the fact that you started your sessions yes. and your healing. And like, yeah. there really is this feeling of like, I'm dealing with yes. my stuff yeah. and it's amazing. And I'm always like yeah. looking at all this stuff. So and where now? Right? Like, look at what yeah. I know and all this yeah. stuff. And then you hit rock bottom. And I think so often, so many of us can be on the edge of that rock bottom. Yeah. But because we are terrified of it. Yeah. We're terrified of who we yeah. will become right. if we just let it all go. We're mm-hmm. we're terrified of we're terrified of rock bottom yeah. because yeah. it's the unknown. Right. Who will Absolutely. you know? What will I become? Who will I be? And I think I want to like remove that stigma around rock bottom. When you hit rock bottom, you are exactly in the most amazing, beautiful place you can be in because that's where the real work starts. The real work begins when you let it all go and you just go, you know what? Let's start building here. Well, that the rock bottom creates a vacuum in a way. Mm. It creates that need just enough for you to say, this can't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And so a lot of other times, you know, like the, the times before, like I'm casually reading books. Right. I'm like, oh, life sucks. I'm going to like maybe I'll read this book and it'll be better. And it mm-hmm. never happened that way. And, um, you know, I, I can look back and these these books have been really helpful. But um, but yeah, it wasn't until you hit that place of absolute desperation, <laughs> like massive. I was yeah. on a cart, you know, wheeling myself <laughs> around with like one foot in the air and like had like a little like basket that I would keep all my mail in and you know just like it was at that point too for some reason like my relationships were just like it, it really everything wow. crumbled like I was like really? I did not I was just like how can everyone hate me right now when I'm laying on my deathbed you know like <laughs> Not that an ankle uh, break would kill me, but it it almost did. It felt like it, it did. It felt like it well, because did. Was it your right ankle? It was my. Uh, so you couldn't drive. Yeah, I've broken. Bro- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so couldn't drive. You, you couldn't drive. I, I mean, I needed drive. people. I needed people, and I was uh, at odds with two of the closest people in my life at that time. Not me and Lisa. No. At the um, time. <laughs> so yeah. So it was torture wow. it was absolute torture but if you look at it now hindsight going that was exactly what yes. you needed yeah yeah to hit your rock bottom right. so right. you can discover all the things yeah. you needed to discover about yourself I mean if I look at my life and the places where I thought this is it this is how I die like you know like this yeah. is this is there's no way I'm coming back from this yeah. Yeah. there's no way I could pick myself up from this. There's no way. I look back now and I'm like, those are the most beautiful places in my life because those are the places where you see how strong you are, where you see what you're made of, when you see that you can choose healing in a place where you feel like life's against you. And it's like, so to remove anything negative or anything off of rock bottom, we love rock bottom. bottom, It's awesome. Rock bottom removes the convenience of choosing whether you want to work on your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You know, as soon as you hit rock bottom, you're like, Oh, <laughs> I have to. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. if I don't, this is going to take me down and take me out. Right. And so you're just trying to, in a way, in the beginning, it's a survival instinct, right. I think, where you're like, um, you know, there's that quote I love, this will either make me bitter or make me better. Mm-hmm. And I feel 
I would get a little bit. I, I feel in my life I've hit three places that are just fully rock bottom where you just go, I have no control over the situation, which is why sometimes even injuries oh. feel like that because you lose control for a moment and you become very dependent on people. You become dependent on asking for help. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. And I've had three times in my life where I could not control any of the external circumstances that were seriously just the worst pain emotionally and, and even at times physically. Um, but I look now at those moments and, and each time going, oh my gosh, because I yielded to the problem. Because again, what are you going to do? Right, right. You're going to sit there and feel sorry for yourself? I mean, I had those moments. I mean, you, right. you have that period right. of time oh, where was, you feel I sorry for yourself. I was bawling my yeah. eyes out for And there's a period of it, yeah. I think. When you hit yeah. that rock bottom, you just go, well, first you go, okay, what did I do to get here? And you start to blame yourself. And then and then you kind of, you know, the denial. And then you're like, the woe is me. Why is the world against me? You know, and you go through all that. Um, and then you finally reach this place where you're like, okay, I can push through the pain and see what's on the other side, or I can live here in a version of anger and bitterness and self-pity and just kind of see what happens to the rest of my life. I mean, it really is this fork in the road. Yeah, yeah it absolutely and, is. And no one can choose it for you. You know, I... I had it chooses you. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> absolutely. And it's no one no one can... you If you think you can, like, sit with a therapist or sit with healers and they can choose that path for you that's not what this is about you can't ever sit with someone and then go yeah yeah yeah. you should choose to let this make you better like and in fact sometimes when people do that you want to slap them because you're like how about you use it to make you better here I'll give you some of this you know but that choice has to it comes from a deep place in you when you kind of look at it and go I don't want this anymore I don't want this to take me down I don't want to spend the rest of my life being bitter about what happened to me Um, about the pain that's being caused in my life what I'm perceiving is happening to me right Right. I want to I want to use it to kind of put me on a path of of growth and wholeness and and just being better on the other side of it and so unfortunately the only way to that is through your pain and rock bottom there there is not there is not a way you can walk oh I'll heal but I'm going to walk around there's no path around your pain to healing and if it is, it's probably a little Band-Aid, and then it's going to come up again yeah. later. Yeah. So um, all that to say, I love rock bottom. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I love it. Embrace yeah. it. If you're it there, is... you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And if you're um, tiptoeing around it, just jump in. Just yeah. get it over with. Yeah. Don't resist it. Don't resist. Yeah, the, more and the longer you resist, the more that you resist, the more pain that there is, and yeah. the longer it gets drawn out. So oh, yeah. I think it is that, that time when you're just like, okay, enough stuff has happened I have to just look at it now yeah so Mm -hmm. so now that we've covered that rock bottom is awesome and pain is awesome and all of it (laughs) (laughs) um so years later we've been in this for years what do you guys feel your daily practices have kind of morphed into what do you feel like your daily weekly monthly whatever it is what's what's it kind of become to because Here's the other thing, too. Um, there, wholeness is not this one and done thing. Like, right. one day I'm going to be whole and then poof, I never have to do this again. Um, that's kind of like saying, I'm going to go lift weights and get really jacked. And then when I get jacked, I'm never going to have to work out again. Like, Absolutely. think about it as if it's a physical issue, right? right? Yeah. Or yeah. I'm going to like... I'm going to wash my hair once. One time. And then I'm never going to have to wash poof, it again after it's like clean. super clean. It's yeah. like that doesn't work wholeness and healing and perceptions and all that this is a lifelong practice and it's simply that it's a practice and we're going to find out new things along the way so you know people can go what you guys are eight years in ten years in you're still doing this yeah and I love it I actually love it with with each year I love it more and more so what what would you guys say are some basic things that maybe you've kept in for good and maybe kind of weave in and out of your journey for me, it really depends on the season I'm in. What is the thing that I'm working on internally? 
what is the thing that I'm feeling is coming up in my external life that I believe is affecting me, you know? So it really, I always assess me first. What am I going through? What do I need? Um, you know, for daily practice, I know some people were asking like, what's your morning routine? What do you do? What are the things that you keep in your day every single day that is your daily practice? And I think one thing for me is I always have to have like quiet meditation time every day. That is, that's a, that is one that is, uh, every morning it's very important for me. Um, even if it's not in the morning, it could be any time I, I believe in like studying and time with God and meditations. And I'll notice there's, um, you know, say right now, it's a little, times are a little bit more chaotic right now. So when, when times are more chaotic or I'm, you know, feeling more pain in relationships or different things like that, I'll notice I need to feel grounded more. Mm -hmm. So something that is very, very important to me is meditations. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll talk more about meditations, like what kind of meditations we do, because we all do different types. Um, but you know, I, I love meditations. I love, I do love studying. I love reading books. Um, I, I love, I love reading books, especially, you know, once again, depending on where I'm at, what I'm dealing with. And even, so now years later, I, you know, books by, um, you know, Marianne Williamson, A Return to Love, that one revolutionized my life. Like if there is any book that I've read more, Mm -hmm. if there's any book that anytime I'm struggling or like feeling like, oh, something's catching in me, my love isn't overflowing towards people or something. Because that's very important to me. That's kind of like a true north in my life is love and loving everyone no matter what. And so a return to love revolutionized my life. And so I honestly probably read that like almost every day. So I love that one. Um, But yeah, meditation. And then, oh, like even daily practice is just practical. Working out is huge for me. I, that's very important to me because I believe working out, it's also like a, a really great stress reliever. It helps me feel very grounded in my day. I love lifting heavy weights. I like cardio. I love that focus because it really, the mind, the body, and the spirit, it's all connected. So if I'm lacking and if I'm not moving a lot, if I'm not working out, if I'm not eating right, I feel off and then my brain feels foggy. And then I'm like, why can't I meditate? Why can't I focus? And then it's like, because these other areas are off. And so if I, if I'm clean, you know, I have my diet cleaned up, I'm working out every day, I'm meditating, I'm focused. Those are my, that's my non-negotiables. And so those are very, very important to me. Um, but even our yeah. trainer, we, Lauren and I have the same trainer. Her name's Valerie Waters. She's amazing. She's the greatest trainer. The greatest. The world. And she always says, you are one workout away from a good mood. Yes. And she would always say that. I'd be like, is that true? Like, is it? Cause I was not big into working out. Like I was like, eh, I don't know. I just, am not that girl. But I got hooked on, on her workouts. And then she became our trainer like seven years ago. Yeah. And, um, Honestly, I will notice I'll be like super grumpy about stuff or not able to figure something out and we'll get one of her workouts in. And honestly, I I can think more clearly. I mean, it's all it's endorphins, right? I mean, there's a whole science behind it. So that being a non-negotiable, yeah, that's huge. But even sometimes if you and I are like struggling in our meditation time, prayer time in the morning, we'll be like, I can't focus. Let's go get a workout in real quick. Let's do that and then come back at it. So sometimes it's like adjusting to what you, you know, what you need. Mm -hmm. And so those ones are, that's very important. The other thing that is a big uh, anchor in my mornings is coffee. (laughs) Because so grounded when you do coffee. Could I focus on reading anything if I didn't drink coffee? Absolutely not. So that's my main. I was off it. I've been off it for a year. Well, I'm drinking it this week. Yeah, you are. I was so bad. I was. Off, I've been off it all year. You've had some this week. I yes. Oh my. When God. we travel, she'll we're drink filming. it. When we travel, I let myself have it. Amazing. Um, but when we're home, I have um, because uh, caffeine makes me a little bit jittery. You have so. like coffee made out of barley. <laughs> it's made out of like <laughs> barley. <laughs> dandelion I feel like they like, I like the da- I do the dandelion yeah. thing I feel like did yeah. they just make that during the Great Depression and they're like you know no. what oh absolutely <laughs> they were trying to trick people they I had know. like run out of coffee it's like barley carob maca Ooh. dandelion let's greens. not pretend it sounds yummy it's not bad like what I've been drinking it's not bad yeah yeah, yeah. so I like coffee from coffee beans <laughs> with creamer from the almond. <laughs> Mm, and yes. it's wonderful yes. and it makes me happy and yes. it helps me feel real grounded and meditating yeah. in my day and so that's just yeah. 
those are my non-negotiables yeah. in my day. Yeah, Sarah? Um, I would say uh, very similar. I meditate for a while each morning, um, usually about an hour or so. Um, and I, it's usually when I'm still in bed. So I just stay in bed. Um, and I just put my eye, like if I've been, you know, up and, um, like looking at my phone or whatever, I just put my eye mask back on and meditate for a while. Um, and, uh, like Lauren said, we will go more into like the details of that and all yes. that. But, um, and then, yeah, I just like to have like a, a really, uh, slower morning of going and like, whether it's like going and getting tea somewhere um, and always Earl Grey. It's like my go-to. Um, but I go get tea and then just listen to like a podcast or some nice. book, like Audible book. And um, it's just, it's such a nice like chill way to start yeah. the day. And as well, a really big thing for me um, is to get dressed and to like actually like feel put together. Yes. It, it helps me be really productive because of, you know, my – um, not having a consistent like nine to five job, right. like you, it's nice to have a habit of, I always learned that was something that I like established a long time ago was, you know, getting up, getting dressed, mm -hmm. almost like scheduling something outside, um, yeah. or like out in, you know, at a coffee shop or whatever, um, to get you going and into like some sort of like feeling a little bit more productive yeah. Yeah. Right. and that helped it's weird. me a well, lot being in the entertainment industry yeah. you don't have a set time like no. we were talking about that last night yeah. like there were days we'd be up at five to do radio and then radio interviews and then you have like afternoon sound check and then other interviews and then a meet and greet and then the show and then the signing and we weren't on the bus a lot of days till 11 or 12 yeah. at night. Right. So you just have to like Jenga piece your schedule you know, because yeah. it's like. Yeah. So right. that's why you're saying finding those little moments those of little consistency. Of so yeah. 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 Things that just like keep you yeah. like um, keep the discipline going mm -hmm. because otherwise like the days that I do just stay in bed and mm -hmm. stay in soft clothes all day it I really don't really get much done at all yeah. Yeah. and so um and then the books uh that I have been reading and have kind of led me into this this entire new season is um Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza yes. most yeah. formidable book probably of my whole life mm. um and uh it, it's just has blown my mind mm. just in regards to energy and the way energy works and meditation and manifesting things and all of that. And then, um, the big leap by Gay Hendricks. Okay. Um, and that's just basically, you know, goes into what blocks you hmm. from, uh, like he calls it your upper, your upper limit problem. People have upper limit problems. So you have a ceiling that you usually hit. That's your own ceiling that you've created. Hmm. And so we self-sabotage once we hit that and that could look like really almost anything that what we do within relationships even energetically sometimes we just even find ourselves in situations where we do get hurt or whatever because we actually have hit up against our our ceiling wow. so sometimes like accidents will happen or whatever right at that moment that we've hit that and so I think a lot of times for me I was always like in this like like euphoric time of like, oh my God, everything in life is so great. And then I would get in some sort of car accident or something. And so that- Were you thinking, oh my gosh, life is great. And like while you got in your car accident? Sometimes. Maybe you were focusing <laughs> on the road. I actually, right I actually the, the worst car accident that I got into, that actually happened. Stop it. Shut yes. Up. I was on a high. I was like, I'm, I'm being so productive today. Like I'm getting so many things done. I was like, I had run out to like get, um, my business partner some coffee and I was like, I'm just being so sweet right now. And I'm just like, and should I should not be laughing. So, and I just put my, I put the coffee cause I was just like in this, you know, excited vibe, Your bliss. put the coffee in, um, the cup holder and there was stuff underneath the cup holder. And Starbucks had run out of the little uh, green stoppers. Green stoppers, <gasps> and so I decided to do this a wider turn instead of go straight. I was like last minute, like, oh no, actually, I want to go right. And the coffee just Ugh. 
all over me. And it, I mean, I got a third degree burn. That was when that. I remember that. Yeah. It was that your horrible, awful, disgusting burn. Yes. I it you was. You had to put in disgusting. <laughs> yes, it was. I've had burns. It was bad. They're gnarly. Yeah. Remember yeah, when was, I dumped the tea yeah. on myself? The, it's That's that, a gnarly it's those burn. hot drinks. Yeah. yeah okay. And um, so I, ste- I steered into a car oh. because of that. When you were yeah. like, everything is great. Yeah. So when I made fun of you, yes. I didn't know. <laughs> I was making fun of like maybe you weren't paying attention, but, but in that like literally, it's he that's he kind of goes into the science of it a bit of what happens sometimes when you do have those, you have those moments, but we have limits in our mind that we don't even know are there, and so how to work through those, how to process, and that was that book probably second on my list um, beyond Joe Dispenza, but um, yeah, he's that it's it's. Mine, and I also cha- wonder even even talking about that piece of the limitations in the mindset you even wonder sometimes because sometimes there are just I mean accidents are accidents and then yeah. it like almost reiterates this mindset of like see I can't get anywhere well I've that see everything the bad happens me. when yes. I step out yes and so it's it's like reiterating this mindset of like well, what's the point of stepping out anymore? You know, and and it's like something that was just an accident and it's traumatic, um, can even reiterate again, which is why we find, you know, even meditating and different things so powerful because it's learning to tell your mind a new, a new story, a new hopeful and forgiving and forgiving of yourself and, you know, new stories. I mean, I would say that probably has happened to me maybe seven or eight times of some of, feeling so on top of the world and then uh, either a car accident happening or an ankle accident happening and um Mm. so there's been a lot of things like that so I can I I've had to work through a lot of like PTSD with that and then also work through like almost the fear of something good and I was just gonna it, say that would know? probably make you go well then I shouldn't be excited right. it's like then you're always waiting for other, other shoe to drop yeah you know yeah. but you going no that isn't my narrative mm-hmm. I'm creating a new path a new narrative a new yep. even just way of thought of going no that is I will be happy I will yeah. be excited about life I will yeah. be and you know so you're not taking the accidents to define your new normal right. I was just gonna say we make those things so personal at times oh, absolutely. and you yeah. know I, I was talking to a friend about this last night and you know he was asking, you know, how are you getting through this season of, you know, like I said, Lauren and I are in great amounts of pain, personal pain, just from some situations that are happening. And he's like, how do you get through it? And it's like, I'm learning not to make it more personal than it is. Because even so often, you know, these things, these traumatic moments that are outside of our ability to stop it. Mm -hmm. So often it's happening. And even if it's people, right? So even if it's people treating you poorly and 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 rejecting you and just even the pain of the pain of that uh, I was even saying like I I don't even want to make that personal mm-hmm. that's so often I'm like well they're doing it because see I am rejectable see I I am not lovable and it's so easy to fall into that mindset which to me is the it's that's that was the trap that was set for me to try to right, go right um, let's derail Alyssa this year and try to convince her she's not valuable, she's not lovable, she's not worthy of relationship. You know, this constant barrage. Right. And I've had to sit back and look with my own healing and different books I've been reading and going, it's so easy when something is offered you. I had this picture recently <clears throat> that something happens or someone says something and the reality is what they give you stops about halfway. And it's on me whether I take it and make it a part of my identity now. Absolutely. Whether I take an injury or a car accident or someone even rejecting me, yeah. right? And I can, I have learned this year to look and go, I am no longer going to take what someone is handing me, if it's in rejection or whatever, and make it a and put it in my heart and put it in my head or put it in, you know, you put it as a puzzle piece and go, yeah, I'm sure this fits, mm-hmm. you know, and I, let and it be the narrative that plays over and oh over my gosh. and over again. And just, you think about it and you think about it and you think about it. And I spent, I spent two years doing that. It kept me up at night. I had the worst insomnia because my, you just, you don't want to stop your mind from thinking about it. Cause you, you think, well, if, if people are saying this, maybe there's something to it. Maybe I am rejectable. Maybe I'm, maybe I am annoying. Maybe I'm not lovable. 
And when I saw that picture, I went, what would it look like to stop taking all these traumatic situations and bringing it in and putting, in my putting it and making it part of my identity? What if I kept it outside of me mm -hmm. and just went, that's a thing, that, that's what happened, that's unfortunate, it's awful, but who am I? Right. And I, that's why I love books by Mary, like that uh, Marianne Williamson, yeah. uh, Return to Love. Yes. Because for me, it was going, when I read the book, I found myself more in the pages of that book yeah. than I did in the conflict I'm having with different people right now. Yeah. And I went, okay, it was like a returning to what I really know about myself. Right. And, you know, no longer, I don't know, making those things um, define me. Well, and I think, I think that's, that's so right on because it, I realized even what was defining these mm. scenarios for me, um, was that, um, it was interesting cause it, it actually really drew my mom and I, uh, closer together as we were like kind of talking through different scenarios and, uh, realizing that she, when she was younger, mm. had a few different scenarios happen where, um, she would look at people who were injured mm. and see that, oh, I kind of wish that I had that because look at the attention that they're getting. Mm. And so she ended up actually getting injured from like, and, and kind of it manifested in a way. Uh, and, it, and she then was able to get that attention that well, she wanted yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And she shared that with me and I was like, mom, I cannot believe you said that because my very first thought when the last time I broke my ankle was, oh, now I'll feel loved by these people. Mm. And so was I Was that actually, a conscious thought or did uh, you have actual, to do meditation to find that? An actual there? conscious an actual, thought. Okay. So it you was like were, one was of the there. first thoughts. Whoa. Yeah. And I realized it. I was like, whoa, that's how much I f like was in a very, very, very strong victim place yeah. of like I was actually – benefiting or wanting to benefit from my pain yeah. wow. and so I was actually drawing that in wow. in a way because I was needing that type of attention from people and so I was actually like maybe subconsciously searching it out in a way and so wait was and that the time then that you felt like no one was helping yes. you oh my gosh yeah what so a perfect lesson yes. Yeah. There was tension then relationally. Yes. So you didn't get the attention from that moment. Right. So then that's when you dove into more meditations. Yeah. Right. Because in that, were you able to kind of put together, because there's a core issue of what you were searching for all along. Right. Was it acceptance? Was it like, could you put a finger on that? And then maybe kind of not create that, but but be able to glean and, and yeah, create um, I don't even know how I'm, if I'm saying this well, but like, but like in a way of like recognizing what you actually needed, mm -hmm. like what was that thing yes. that was crying out inside so of you? So you from the right source. I finally had to look sources. at, I had to look at, I, I wasn't doing that for me. I wasn't loving myself. Whoa, there it is. I wasn't, I, cause I think that call anytime we're looking at things from other people, mm. it's the inside saying you look, Yeah. yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's because we're not doing it. Right. We're not looking at those things. We're actually wanting someone else to validate and look at those things and validate it. And so finally, when I saw that and I was like, oh, I, you know, I, I can be like, oh, can you believe I just got in a car accident? And then I get that. I get something yes. from people. And that's a very low place to be to have to want to like that's where you get your validation from. Right. Yeah, but you know, you know, I have to say, it's, like, it's, I would imagine that many of us in our seasons have felt yeah. that, but are too scared to acknowledge it. Yeah. But here's the deal. You acknowledged it and look how much you were able to kind of right. grow through that. Yeah. Because there was no shame in you acknowledging it, mm -hmm. which is huge. Yeah. And, it, and that alone, like, you know, just even seeing that there was something that even, um, you know, just even generationally kind of was attached as yeah. well. And that yeah. brought me and my mom closer together, just yeah. like facing it all and yeah. looking at it. Yeah. And it's not like accidents haven't, I've still twisted my ankle since then and yeah. all that sort of stuff, but I wasn't then 
I didn't look at that as a source of, oh, now I get to have connection with people. Right. Right. Again, you didn't you know? take it and put it yeah. as a part of your identity yeah. and so go, now it okay. doesn't have power. No. It has yes. nothing. It's, so that doesn't yeah. do anything anymore. So it, it's almost like that tool that was maybe seeming to be used against me mm-hmm. cannot be. It's just like, well, that's just annoying. I have to go do some physical therapy. Right. Yeah. You know? Because so you learned a lesson yeah. that was offered. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't learn a lesson the first time, yeah. then the next time the ankle thing would have come up, then that lesson's going to come back, but it's exactly. going to come back a little stronger. Exactly. And yeah. then you didn't learn it the second. Okay, well, now that the third time it happens, mm-hmm. and then it's going to come back even stronger. Right. But you had the courage to see it the first time, to go, there's a lack in me. Yeah. I am well, not. Well, it took, it was, it was the first time, but actually like the eighth time, really. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I said, but we yes. never arrive. Yes, exactly. We're always exactly. learning. Yeah. And like, I feel like that is the perfect example of being a student of everything. And that's where the study comes in. That's where the meditation comes in. Because when you have an experience like that, when you have a a pain like that, and then that's when you go into meditations, Mm -hmm. that's when you go into studies, you go, why am I feeling this? Don't push that feeling aside. Don't go, I can't feel that. I'm, oh, I, you know, like, I'm so embarrassed. That can't be me. I feel like there's so much shame in this area. And I think that's why we're so excited to normalize this place. Why is there shame, though? Why is there embarrassment around this? You know, there might be more shame coming from our background, being a evangelical Christian background. But I actually see it everywhere, not just in... I Right. But I don't know. Sometimes it's like... You know, if you look at stuff, well, if I, if I gave it to God, I shouldn't feel it anymore. Right. If I if I just did it, it, it should be gone now. Yeah. And I think that, yes, we do, we do have that exchange, but we still have to do the daily work. Yeah. We, st- we are in charge of renewing our mind. Nobody can renew my mind for me but me. Yeah. Nobody no can. No offense, and I know I'm going to offend people saying this, God himself cannot renew my mind for me he cannot. or change my free will. Well, because, right, because I was just going to say, then he that takes is your on me. will away he from He will you. not take my, my, so if, you know, for people in the, the, the Christian realm going, should I do this? Well, it, wouldn't I just give it to God? Wouldn't I just put it on the cross? Yes, and you have to renew your mind. That is on us. Right. That and I think that's maybe us. where the stigma comes from going, like, it's so shameful to have a, to have a negative thought about myself or to have these mm-hmm. things. There is no shame. There is none. We are here to normalize it, to actually make it beautiful. Mm -hmm. This is the most beautiful place that we've had the courage to go to in our lives because we had the courage to go, we're human beings. We have pain, Mm -hmm. but there is healing because of it. And it's like, it's beautiful. Well, it's also like if we, you know, the way I look at it now is that if we never, um, you know, went and worked out, Mm -hmm. never, we just, chilled on the couch all our whole lives there would be no strength none we would have zero muscle zero thing to carry anything right and that's what this resistance does anything that is resistance anything that is pushing up against us is only for our strength it's only to make us uh who who you know our our highest selves or whatever Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I think there's, there's, we should not resist it. We should absolutely, you know, welcome yeah. it. So not to leave me out, but. <laughs> but we want to leave you out. My uh, weekly, monthly routine, daily. daily routine. Everyone's like, how long, how long is this going to be? <laughs> um, I, I, same kind of thing as Lauren. I'm really big on, I have to have movement every day. So I love lifting weights. I hate cardio. Cardio makes me angry, so I don't do cardio. The reason for um, cardio is so you can listen to your awesome playlist no. while you, yeah. I get to listen to all the music that you don't want to listen to when I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm the weird person when it comes to working out. I like, I like listening to like, um, like epic soundtracks. <laughs> she like, is a vibe killer when we work out. I, I love, like, I'm like, Lauren, listen to this Braveheart soundtrack <laughs> as we like, when she's like, oh this God. needs to be done. As oh much as Braveheart's my favorite movie, we're not going to listen to the soundtrack. Actually, I've done that several times. I, I can't, love you guys, soundtracks. We're made to, to work out Maybe together. we need to start and she yeah, can go sorry. away. Fine. Because I want my like awesome, like top 40, yeah. like pop songs or like rage songs. And you just like, you You're have like, to want to like, 
<gasps> you know, like when you work yeah. out, like you got to have that like fun pop Mm-mm. rage music. I think we tried doing cardio together a few times. You make me listen to Broadway music sometimes <laughs> oh when we God, work out. That I don't do. No. Like 42nd like, Street. <laughs> I know. Is that the money once? Like I love Broadway music so much, but not when I work out. Totally. How dare you? No. No one can dance to, no, work out to cats. I can. <laughs> Whatever. I can. Anyway, so um, I, I, to me, it's either walking for a few miles out in nature. I, I love that. Um, or, you know, lifting weights. That one for me, I, I have to clear my mind. I tend to be, um, my mind is always going. And yeah. so I don't, um, I need something to kind of focus my mind and calm me down. I'm a bit high strung in that way. So I have to bring in practices that are very uh, specifically grounding for my mind for the racing mind. So uh, working out calms me down, um, the right foods. So we work with an amazing uh, like coach for a uh, macro coach. And so getting the right foods and the right ratio of foods, that kind of also helps. Um, for some reason, that really helps me. Um, uh, those those two things are really big for me health-wise. Um, I, I kind of rotate books depending on where I'm at. I, I'm doing a lot of books recently on love. Um, because I really feel that is what is, uh, missing from a lot of, uh, places in my life right now and, and feeling like I'm going through again, a lot of relational stuff. So I really dive into, okay, what is lacking here? And like what you even said earlier, like, okay, where can I love myself more? Um, for me, where can I get more in tune with, uh, with God, um, uh, with my value and those kind of things really ground me. Now, if I'm in a, um, a season where there's a lot of stuff coming up. I, I have different, uh, people I do sessions with. Yes. So like I, um, so like something that I went through about three years ago, uh, it was just the moment I was, uh, you know, kicked out of a few people's lives and they just a lot of accusation, a lot of you are this, you are that, you know, all this stuff. And so there was a lot of trauma there. Well, I, um, like I said, because I have a very high strung mind and I'm always trying to figure out how to fix everything and have massive amounts of codependency issues that I am working through, um, with different coaches, uh, to try to get away from that. But at the time, the trauma was so much that I, I went into, um, insomnia overnight, like couldn't sleep, just could not get into any restful sleep. It wasn't insomnia. It was sleep deprivation. Okay, yes. It was sleep deprivation. There was many a nights it was like, 20 minutes and I was laughing this morning I, I screen capped that scene from Elf where she's like did you sleep well he's like yes I got a full 40 minutes <laughs> and I'm like that was pretty much my life for three years I you know and so I um went to a specific person that I really trust who was a uh, actually a psychotherapist for 20 years but also did a lot of like um Happy. EMDR, EMDR. Yeah. Along with a lot of the stuff. So I needed something a little bit more um, in depth to get me out of this kind of constant state of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Because again, a lot of times emotional traumas become physical traumas. We manifest them through our body. Right. And just me working out and eating well was not taking care of it. I, I could take as many supplements as I wanted. It was not taking care of it. And so I knew at that point, okay, I, I think I was working with him a few times. Um, you know, you just do a few times a week. Um, and, and then he gave me some tools of, okay, when, if you're up at night and your mind is going and you, you can do that tapping and, and different things. So it depends on the season. Um, and I think Lauren said that earlier, know your season, know your moment and how to partner with what you need in that moment. Um, and when, when the trauma is high and when I need to get out of that, I have different, people that I really, really trust that do different kinds of sessions yeah. according to what I need at the time. Um, and, and sometimes it's simply, um, you know, it's easy for me to just kind of push through in my day and just bottle things up. And so for me, I have to make sure I try to debrief daily with Lauren or my mom and, and just, there's no judgment there and I can say what I want, but if I don't get things off my chest, I can't sleep. No. So a lot affects my sleep for me. So I have an instant um, result 
to know if I've managed myself well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so I have to be really on it with a lot of, of those things to really make sure I'm managing, making sure I'm saying, cause I think I bottle things up because I think I judge myself for it sometimes. So it's scary. Right. And I want to be like a little bit more put together when I'm talking to people. Absolutely. Um, and if you're doing a daily process with people, it's scary and it's really vulnerable. So for me, Lauren and my mom are those two people for me. So those are things I really have in practice constantly to make sure I'm managing me. Because again, like I said, if I don't, right, I fall right back into it'll manifest physically deprivation. Yeah. And real quick, yeah. I want to uh, talk about uh, therapy healers stuff yeah. real quick because we've gotten a lot of questions about that. Right. And I just want to touch on the fact that a lot of people are going, I can't afford therapy. I can't. I can't do that. Find people this is what I would encourage you to do because this is what we did find people in your circle in your area that are either you know if it is a therapist if it is an energy healer if it is somebody that does EMDR Mm -hmm. as a you know a psychotherapist like there are so many amazing healers out there and different kinds of ways to heal yes there's all different ways depending on what you like depending on what you need And there are a lot of people out there if you do the work to find it. And a lot of people are suggested donation. Mm -hmm. A lot of people Mm -hmm. do work where they'll give you a session for free. They'll do that kind of stuff. So don't. There's a lot of grants too for for inner uh, healing type stuff or mental health stuff. There's, yeah, there's lists. For, so don't yeah, go into right. it thinking that it's right. too, like already if you hear therapy or a session, you're like, well, it's too expensive. I can't try. Yeah, try. Right. Try. Right. There's people online. There are so many people that even. Don't like, just go to anyone. Don't just go to anybody online. <laughs> this is not what I'm saying. You can Google people around you or even people yeah. like different clinics and stuff that, you know, we, we talk to people like there's cl- places in California and we're in Chicago mm-hmm. that we talk to. And, you know, different places, actually all around the country. Well, yeah, what I was going to say is it doesn't have to just be in your area. Right. Because a lot of people do the online FaceTime thing now. Yes. You know. And so it is available. It is not going to cost you a bajillion dollars to do it. Like, don't let the idea of it being expensive scare you from doing the work to research. So just... Find it. Find what you like. And they're not going to all be great. Some are going to be terrible and you're going to be like, that didn't work. But don't also let that discourage you. If you feel you need it, pursue it Mm -hmm. and you will find what you need. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure because a lot of people were a little worried about that or how do I do that? It's it's. Well, I did this a lot of this during the the lowest amount or lowest time of uh, money wise that I've oh, had. Oh, absolutely, you know? same. And so yeah, so going going through that and finding those areas that whether it's you know how I space them out or it's finding a by donation only scenario or whatever it may be that um, you know there's there's options out there. Yeah. Absolutely, and you know what you could even do too find someone. Maybe that you like um, the fruit of their life. Mm-hmm. Find someone that you really admire. Are they strong? Are they gentle? Do they Are they kind? Are they patient? What is it? And sit down with them yeah. and go, you know, I'm wanting more of that in my life because I deal, you know, I'm dealing with fear or anxiety or whatever. But I noticed you're really calm. You're really patient. Did you, what did you, how do you cultivate that? What do you do to get there? And we really sat with a lot of people and just went, man, I really like that, that the fruit of that person's life. And then even in doing that, they're like, Oh, I, I read this book. I, I worked with this healer. I listened to this teaching. Um, and you just kind of start to glean and, and you'll notice everything you need. I I believe everything we need. It's like when the, uh, when the student Student is is ready, ready. the teacher appears Mm -hmm. when you're ready. And if you're stepping out, those things will be there. And that, like we said, it doesn't mean everything's going to be great. I've had some pretty wonky sessions that you walk yeah. away and go, <laughs> okay, yeah. that was not for me. I'm so glad I tried it, but oh my gosh, I'll never do that again. Right. And you don't judge the person. You don't go, I don't know, whatever. You just kind of go, I can, I can just yeah. bless them and move on. And I love the idea of being vulnerable with people in your life that you like their fruit because yeah. one person that I did that with that has been the greatest um one of the greatest connections I get to have in my life is my aunt Julie she 
she always would have these amazing, she would always just have these little teachings that she would like share. If we'd be sitting down at like a family thing and she'd be like sharing from this book she read or whatever. And, and it was amazing. And so I would go, I trust her to be vulnerable to go, what do you think about this in my life? Or I'm really struggling with this. Uh, what do you think? And she is the aunt that I've talked about in these podcasts because she is the one that I chose to be vulnerable with. And even choosing to go, I understand that you get paid a lot of money to help people with their problems, but I'm still going to call you and see if you'll listen to me talk about mine and like trust that she loves me enough to listen and to give me what she's feeling in that moment. And she's given me some of the greatest breakthroughs in my life because I had the courage to be very vulnerable when I looked very messy. And to go, I want more of what you have. Will you help me? Will you teach me? And it's like trusting that people do want the best for you and people do want that. And so for me, I I love that. That's one of my, she's one of my favorite people to call when I'm struggling and different stuff. I think it is about the vulnerability. I think the minute that you do start showing more of your cards a bit, that then all of a sudden the people around you, you might not even realize like how much they do want to you know help or refer you to somebody or whatever it may be you know sit down with you and have coffee whatever it may be um that I do think that uh, that creates a a vacuum or a pull for what you're going for yeah you know so that's just another very tangible way that it doesn't have to be this extreme thing there can be people in your everyday life that can be some of your greatest teachers also I feel like another great teacher uh that we really love, Lauren and I really love, is um, Brene Brown. She's amazing. She And I, just diving into her books, and sometimes it just start with someone like that. Mm-hmm. You know, o- Oprah even does um, her podcast, Super Soul. Su- Sunday, yeah. And, you know, you, she brings on all different kind of, of, of people from different backgrounds and some of the most amazing, inspiring humans. Start listening to stories mm-hmm. that inspire you. And then you're going to go, I want more of that in my life. And then you research books and you can go on their website and then they're going to refer you. Like it's a whole, it's a whole world if you're ready to dive into it. And it doesn't really need to cost anything except the cost of a few books maybe. Exactly. So any other resources that you guys can think of that we can tell people, any other books, any teachers? Um, um, I feel like I hit on most of my favorites that are kind of. Eckhart Tolle is a huge one for me. Eckhart Tolle is incredible. I mean, the power of now, I mean. Come on, that's such... I've never read that. Oh I need my to read gosh, it. such yeah. a good book. I love him. Everything yeah. he does, though, I know. His even just like get on YouTube, listen yes. to some teachings yes. that he has, I've or done like that so much. I mean, I wa- I want to say I've gone through like almost every single one on his YouTube page because and the his, meditations that him and his wife yes, both do. I mean, amazing. He just like wrecks your mind yeah. of like what you think is normal. So I love him, Marianne Williamson. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I think I've read every book she has. She's yeah. she's really. Yeah really helped me so much with understanding love and connection to God. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a good um, Instagram account is the, um, which I'm sure so many people follow now, but the holistic psychologist. Yeah. She's amazing. Yes. Yes. And she just really goes into so many practical things that are just, it's awesome to just, right. you know, focus right. in on, you know, even one of her, you know, little memes or whatever she yeah. makes. And, yeah. um, and you know just kind of practice that throughout the day or week or whatever um and then i um the the Tao of fully feeling yeah is a book that i've been going through and i would say that is a perfect culmination of the other books that i had mentioned um just in going into your really how to process through things and how to process grief and how to process um, everything. And just, it's very psychological and it's very um, somewhat spiritual and has energy work in there and all that sort of stuff. So um, that's a beautiful book too. I would say for me again, because I love stories, I love being inspired first. Um, The one that I also read a lot um, was uh, Corey Ten Boom, uh, was it The Hiding Place? Was that her book? Or The Tramp for the Lord. Yeah. Uh, That's her, or like, maybe the movie, story. The Hiding Place. Yeah. Um, I love her Did story. Did you just realize you don't read books, you just yeah. watch movies? <laughs> M- books is something you watch on TV, right? <laughs> That's a book. That's a book. 
cool. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Brave no, Heart. for the Lord okay. by Corey Ten Boom. That is like her main story. Because forgiveness, so... that's a big one, right? Oh, so when yeah. we feel there's such an injustice, how do you forgive? And so I love that one. I like Bob Goff's books too. I don't know if you yeah. guys have ever read his books. His are beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. books. Again, very inspiring. All stories. Another um, great book about uh, like a collection of stories is Soul Survivor by Philip Yancey. That one was that amazing. A good collection of because it's, it's just a good collection of stories yeah. for people if you want to be inspired. Also, Danny Silk, uh, what's his book? Keep Your Love Keep On. Keep Your, your Love On. on. Mm-hmm. As you can tell, huge. we're doing a lot of yes. <laughs> stories yeah. about yeah. love and yeah. forgiveness right now. But... You got to know your season. Know know what yeah. you need, and that's yeah. what we need right now. So yeah. we are devouring any books we can find on that. Yeah. So the gift of imperfection, Brene Brown. Mm. That'll get you. So we're probably going to have a page up eventually yeah. on yeah. Amazon, yeah. and we'll yeah. link to all these resources. Yep. Yeah. Um, and if you guys have any other questions, yeah, um, or teachers and books that you guys love, please send them our yeah. way. We're always hungry for more. Um, but, but that's just our journey. That's yeah. what we've done, and that's what's worked for us. But we're excited to hear what works for you guys. And yeah, so just keep asking us questions if you have any more. But yeah, we're here for you. So we're excited that you guys have the courage to dive in and do the work because it's not easy, but it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.